Hey, hey, this is R.C. Blakes, <sighs> and I am so excited to be able to talk to you today. Man, I tell you what, uh, I have really had to go through a whole lot to make certain that I would get this message to you today. So my prayer is that it really resonates with you and uh, that it shifts some things in you. And what I want to talk about today is how... Um, a high-value woman communicates with a high-value man or you know and I'm using that terminology because that seems to be the the code language today I would say how a queen communicates with um, her king or how a virtuous woman would communicate with her husband or a faithful honorable man but there's there's a communication level frequency that um, a high-value woman functions on that gives her relationship the longevity now the first thing I have to say to you is that it is a lot of work you know, when you have when you have the right man, um, when you have a quality man, when you have a husband or husband material, it is a lot of work. Because I hear some of you say, uh, "R.C., I hear you talking that all of this, but that's too much work." And I mean, I get it. You know, I get it. But don't don't say, "Well." it's too much work to accommodate um, a high-value man or if you're a man a high-value woman and then in the next breath saying you know or say I'm waiting on God to send me my king it is a lot of work uh, because evolution you know uh, you, you you can't you can't think that the the level you came into the relationship on see if this is only if you want this is only if you want an authentic you know quality high value relationship that goes the distance and and turns into marriage and and turns into decades of marriage lisa and i are celebrating 26 years in just a few days and the things that I'm going to share with you today are not things that I've, you know, read from anybody's book. But these are the things that I've practiced and I've practiced them because I observed them through my mother and father's marriage, which uh, lasted 50 years until he died. And so, you know, if you if you if you have the sort that says, well, it's too much work for me. I mean, I respect that, but don't think that, um, you know, not wanting to put in that effort is going to end with you somehow miraculously having the kind of relationship that other people dream of having. Um, the Bible says in Proverbs four and seven, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all that getting, get an understanding. To, to function in a real relationship that is mutually beneficial, 
is going to require constant understanding. Going to be so many points where it's easy for you as the woman to misunderstand him or him as the man to, to misunderstand you. So to have a relationship, all of the people you, you, you put on social media and you say, well, picture this one, picture that one, say relationship goals. I guarantee you if you had a chance to sit down and talk with those couples, they would tell you that communication is the number one thing. Now, I have to say this and I'll probably reiterate it multiple times before we're done today. I'm not talking about random men. I'm not talking about random men that have, um, you know, not proven themselves. I'm not talking about random men that have not earned the effort that we're going to talk about today. I'm talking about true kings. I'm talking about true honorable men that are in your lives that um, need you to communicate in the ways that I'm going to discuss today. It's a lot of work for kings and queens to stay in sync. It's a lot of work. I, I agree with you. I admit it. It's a lot of work for kings and queens to stay in sync. If you go to 1 Corinthians uh, 7 and 34, it says there is difference also between, now listen to it carefully, there is difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married careth for the things of the world. Listen to the last part, how she may please her husband. And when you read the context, it goes both ways. Married man has to care for how he's going to please his wife. Married woman has to care for how she's going to please her man, her husband. So if you desire to have a husband, it's going to demand that you know how to communicate with that man and that you are willing to put forth the necessary effort to communicate effectively with, with your man. Because your relationship is like every other part of your life. You get nothing out of it that you don't work for. So if you want a relationship that doesn't require a lot of effort, don't expect a lot of value. If you want a man that's, that, that really doesn't require that you uh, you know, to, to maintain him doesn't require that you go the extra mile. Don't expect a king. Don't expect a high, va high value man. You know, brother, if you don't plan on putting in the, the work, don't expect a high value woman. Don't expect a queen because kings and queens require a lot. And in, in the realm of relationships, we get nothing that we do not work for. It's been a lot of work. Um, people, you know, people watch Lisa and I and people love Lisa and I all around the world. And I thank God for that. But, you know, um, and I'm certain that she would agree with this. 
marriage and doing it the right way is a lot of work. And, you know, we see the Instagram pictures and we see the travel and we see the smiles. But when you get through with all of that or when, when none of that stuff is going on behind the scenes, there has to be some process whereby we stay on the same page because we are what? Evolving. When Lisa and I first met, we were in our 20s. Now we're in our 50s. I'm in my late 50s. Well, I'm a very different man in my 50s than I was in my 20s. She's a very different woman in her 50s than she was when she was in her 20s. So if we don't put in the work to communicate effectively, what, what that means is we're going to eventually outgrow one another. The only way to stay on the same page and to stay in sync and to stay in harmony and not just brag about how long you've been married, but be able to earnestly say happily married. Most people that just bragging about 20, 30, 40, 50 years, if you push them in a corner and say, well, how many of those years were happy? Not a lot of them. And it all goes back to this key factor. Knowing how to communicate with your man is fundamental. I must reiterate, I'm not talking about a random man. I'm talking about a man that is proven. I'm talking about a man that has uh, modeled integrity and faithfulness and commitment to you. Hmm. Well, I have a few, I have a few main points for you today. Communication, the way a high value woman communicates with a high value man, it starts off with number one, attitude. It starts off with number one, attitude. Your attitude signals to a man that it is safe to be vulnerable with his woman. You see, because a real man, you know, a masculine man, is feeling for the, the energy of his woman. If he senses a competitive masculine attitude or masculine energy, it will complicate the chemistry of the relationship. And no relationship can really last when the chemistry is off. When masculine energy senses a masculine attitude, it creates a fight or flight response. You see, when two men meet, they size one another up. And um, they're trying to feel where's the other coming from. It's when, you know, and if it's, if it's something intense and if it's something that's not friendly, what happens is within each of them, there's this impulse to, to either fight or to flight, to run. It's not until they realize that they're on the same page and they're not a threat to one another. See, masculine energy meeting masculine energy uh, creates the, um, the sense of threat. 
it's not until the threat level drops that they now are in a place where they can actually befriend each other. Well, when you're dealing with your man, you can't deal with your man with a masculine attitude because you then what create this sense of threat within the chemistry of a relationship that's not supposed to be uh, threatening whatsoever. It's supposed to be his relationship with you is supposed to be his safe and peaceful place. See, masculine energy responds to a feminine attitude. You can't walk up on your man with all of that, you know, bass in your voice that you use with your children or, you know, the, the bass in your voice that you use at the, at the job or at the business or what you, you know, the bass you use with your friends. No, 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 no. Not if you have a real man. And again, I reiterate, we're not talking about a random man. We're talking about a proven king of a man that is committed to you. Your first level of communication with your man is your attitude. You see, in your attitude, your, your man is searching, your, your man, you know, his tentacles go up and he's searching for where your attitude is before you even get close enough to say a word to him. He's looking at your, your facial expression when you walk up on him, you know, are you smiling? Are you welcoming? Are you glad to see him? And now I hear some of you saying, and all this, you know, well, I hear you saying, I, I, I don't smile all the time. Well, you smile every time you see your pastor. You smile every time you see your boss. If you smart, you smile when the police stop you. You smile when you go by your mom and them. You smiling when you're with your friends. How is it that you can you can intentionally project yourself in terms of your attitude with all of these other people and the most important person in your life, the one person that the Bible says you should cling to somehow um, when masculine energy connects to feminine, it creates attraction. A man is naturally attracted to a woman that has a feminine attitude. See, this is why I kind of, um, I don't agree with the whole idea that um, femininity or high value women boils down to what you look like or what size you are. That's, that's not true because I've seen a whole lot of gorgeous women who have masculine attitude that makes them what? Unattractive. And you've seen it too. You see a whole lot of women that are physically beautiful who have horrible attitudes and they are completely and totally unattractive. And you see other women who the world may say, or the, you know, the, by the, the pseudo standards of beauty the world is presented, you see other women who may not fit into those uh, designs who have a feminine, warm and friendly disposition and there's something about the feminine nature of that woman that attracts men to her. I've been a man just for 57 years because feminine is always attractive to masculine. So the first way you communicate with a high value man is through your attitude. The communication of the high value woman 
with her man starts before she says a word. Hmm. Now, most experts agree that 70 to 93% of all communication is nonverbal. Did you hear what I said? 70 to 93% of all communication is nonverbal. Many times when you feel uh, your man's energy shift and maybe he backs up a little bit and, um, you know, is, is quiet and not as uh, engaged, many times it's something that he perceived in your, your body language, uh, your facial expression, because 70 to 93% of all communication is nonverbal. Most women have not taken the time to think about what is my, what is my body posture saying to my man? You know, what is my facial expression saying to my man? See, it's, it's nice to say, well, I don't care. I don't care. What do you think? That's nice. You know, when, when you, when you think that he, you know, he's committed to you and uh, he's not going anywhere. But when the day comes that he gets tired of that and he, he wants to walk out of that door, now you want to blow everybody in your mama's phone up talking about talk to him. Well, if you, if you would hear what I'm saying right now, rather than kicking, kicking against wisdom, I heard uh, Kizzy Rock say, it's amazing how women want to tell a man what a man wants or how to be a man. I'm here. I'm a grown man speaking to you from a big brother or fatherly or pastoral perspective, letting you know exactly what you need to be fine-tuning to make certain that you keep your ship tight and right. If you go to Proverbs chapter 6, verses 12 through 14, it says, and just backing up the fact that communication, nonverbal communication is a reality. In Proverbs chapter 6, verses 12 through 14, it says, a worthless person... A wicked man is one who walks with a perverse, corrupt, vulgar mouth. There's the verbal part. Listen to what verse 13 says. Who winks with his eyes in mockery, nonverbal. Who shuffles his feet to signal, nonverbal, signal. Who points with his fingers to give subversive instruction. Who perversely in his heart plots trouble and evil continually, who spreads discord and strife. So we see here even the Bible makes reference to nonverbal communications. Now, this is a wicked person that is intentionally using nonverbal communication to create discord and to create uh, drama. How sad would it be to be in a position where you have a great relationship, a good man, or the potential of a, of a great husband, and because you've never paid attention, allow your demeanor, your body language, your attitude to communicate something to the brother that you never intended. Because a high-value man is sensitive to the communication of the woman's attitude. I mean, I've been married for 26 years. We've been together longer than that. And even till today, you know, when Lisa walks in the room, I'm feeling for attitude because a high value, and you know, unless I did something that I wasn't supposed to do, you know, now, you know, I, I got to take my lick. I earned I earn this, this, you know, <laughs> this freeze out she doing. But if 
If I'm just chilling and I'm doing doing my best and I'm at my best and I'm my best version, I want my woman's attitude to, you know, be a warm place for me. I need a I need an attitude to be a place that says, I want you here. You know, I respect you. You know what I mean? I you know, this is home. This is where you belong. I don't want to be in there trying to feel figure out well what I do this time. What's going on now? You know, is she mad? What's happening? And how many times you say, "Well, I got all these children, and I got, I got all, I got all of these people on the job worrying me, and I got, I got this, and I got that, and he ought to be able to understand that." Well, yeah, he can understand that, but you know what? Respectfully, if you're walking in your feminine, you want to communicate where you are to your masculine man. So if if you're having one of those days, he cool with you saying. I ain't feeling it today, babe, so, you know, I'm a little off. Don't take it personally, and no disrespect intended. And you know what he's going to say? Oh, babe, chill. Let me go run you some water so you can, you know, let me let me, let me, let me hang out with these children for a minute. Come on, y'all, let's go get some ice cream. Let's go get some McDonald's or, or whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's all about what? Your attitude and the way you handle it. You, 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 may, you may be running great men away because you have an attitude that they can't, rock with because the only only kind of male that's going to hang around with a woman that has a poor attitude towards him is a, is a feminine man that is not a leader that's looking for a woman that's going to subsidize him financially or or whatever 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 when you have a real man that can rise to the occasion and be husband be the king be the prince you know whatever whatever he's a man that's going to need you to um respect him enough to adjust your attitude and he's not going to be around trying to you know police you and tell you the every day you know telling you you got to change this you got to change that no no because if you continue to do it the message is that this woman has no respect for me this woman does not really maybe she doesn't even love me because masculine is attracted to feminine and when you when you got the rolling of the neck and the switching of the hip and and all of the loud cussing and the loud boisterousness and all of that kind of thing. And ay ay ay. If you go just backing up this thing, the 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 realities of this nonverbal communication even more. Genesis chapter four verses three through six says, and in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the first things of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very angry. Watch this now. And his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou angry and why is thy countenance fallen? He didn't say anything verbally. But God said, I'm reading your attitude. I'm reading your countenance. And I can tell that you're angry. What is your countenance saying? You know, because the greater portion of your attitude is your facial expression. Um, your dress code. When you don't care about your man, you don't really care too much about or this is the way it's read from a man's perspective. When you, when you don't care anything about your dress code anymore and you just, you know, whatever, your man takes that personally because, you know, 
now he's feeling like he's being taken for granted. Your body language. All of this plays into what? Attitude. Uh, number two, gratitude. I must reiterate. I must reiterate. I don't want to trigger anybody. We're talking about, we're not talking about random, a random man. We're talking about your man and a man that has proven to be committed to you. When you have that kind of man, either dating him or are married to him, and he's proven to be an honorable man that's, no man is perfect, but he's proven to be an honorable man that's striving to be the best version of himself for you, it's imperative that as a woman, you communicate gratitude. Because a woman communicating gratitude to her man inspires a man to continue on his path. It encourages him. Your gratitude, and I'm not saying that, I'm not talking about a man that's emotionally broken and needs you every day to just be, you know, oh, thank you so much, thank you so much. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a man that puts in the work, does his job, keeps it moving, keeps things moving. Every now and then, you got to come through and you got to express that you're grateful for having that kind of man. And then I hear, and I keep mentioning this because I want you to be able to hear what you're saying and understand where, understand how your brokenness is speaking through you. I hear some of you say, well, uh, why, why, why I need to be grateful for him doing what he's supposed to do anyway? Well, you should be grateful and you should express that gratitude to your man for doing what he was supposed to do anyway because 90% of the other men in the world are not doing that. And you got sisters that would, you know, cut off their right leg to have a man that does what he's supposed to do. If, if, he's, if he's not doing what he's supposed to do, you're going to raise hell. You're going to articulate your disapproval. Well, how is it that you can make so much noise about him not doing it, and then when a man does what he's supposed to do, you're silent and you say, oh, he's supposed to do that anyway. I ain't got to express no gratitude for him doing what he's supposed to do. Well, you supposed as a mother, you supposed to take care of your babies and stay up with them when they're sick and, and, and see them through to adulthood. Um, does that mean they should never express gratitude for all of the things you did for them that you were supposed to do? Everything a man does, a real man, everything a man does is to provide for his woman and to please his woman. Everything. Even till the day, man. I do things because I want to make Lisa Blake's happy. I really live to make my wife happy. My children are grown. You know what I mean? I live my life now to, to really please God, come home and make my wife happy. If you go to Deuteronomy, you'll see the, you'll see the, 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 the psychology of, of a husband or the psychology of a committed man, which is the kind of man we're talking about that requires, or, or should I say deserves, a woman that communicates well with him relative to her attitude, and then a woman that communicates gratitude for him being the kind of man that he is. In Deuteronomy 24 and 5, it says, when a man hath taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, 
neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year. Watch this. And shall cheer up his wife, which he hath taken. So what is that telling you about the psychology of a husband or of a man that's committed to a woman? He, he baptizes himself into pleasing his woman. You don't have a man that lives his life to protect and provide and please you and then never say, Bay, I appreciate you. Because recognition is fundamental to the spirit of a man. Hmm. When a man is going hard for a woman, he needs to hear that he's doing good. And he needs to hear it from you. I certainly appreciate all of you from all over the world that reach out and say, RSC, you're amazing. You know, you, this, you've changed my life. You've done this. You've done that. God knows I appreciate it. And I get so many messages sometimes I can't even see all of them. But you know, if, if everybody around the world said, RSC, you're this, you're that, and Lisa Blakes never says anything, there would be an emptiness in my soul. Because recognition from the man's woman is fundamental to the spirit of the man. When a man is going hard, he needs to hear his woman say, you're doing good. Because whatever is appreciated will be duplicated. Let me give you an example. You don't pull up, okay. You, you, you don't you don't say, well, you know, I was watching R.C. And uh, R.C. said he opens the door for Lisa. You don't ever open the door for me. You, you, you don't ever open the door for me. You don't ever open the door for me. And then, you know, he don't say nothing. And then y'all go to the grocery store and he says, just sit right there. He comes around, open the door, and you get out the car. You don't smile. You don't say, thank you, babe. I appreciate that. You just... Switch yourself on up in the store. Whatever is appreciated will be duplicated. Now, when you come out of that store, see what you just did? You just discouraged him. You come out of that store, he's going to probably go around on his side, get in his car and watch you get in. Lisa and I pulled up to a, uh, to a furniture store recently. I don't know if you remember this, Lee. Um, and I did my normal thing. I got out the car and I was driving. I got out the car and I walked around. I opened the door for her. And uh, I saw the young man. There was another young, young couple, younger couple that pulled in with us. I saw him get out of his car and run around. And he opened the door for his wife. And he said, man, I was looking at you. You was about to get me in trouble. So I had to duplicate what you did. See, now all that woman needs to do to make that a habit See, I don't, I don't ever open the door for Lisa and she doesn't say thank you. Let me say it one more time. I never open the door for Lisa and she doesn't say thank you, babe. Thank you, babe. The quickest way to turn a man from a positive behavior is to be indifferent towards it. Man, come home on time. You say, babe, you know, I really want you to come home. You need to come home earlier. You, 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 you're not coming home at a good hour. And then brothers start coming home. You say nothing. 
The day a man feels that his behavior doesn't matter, that man will eventually stop that behavior. So attitude, high value woman communicates with her high value man through her attitude, through her gratitude, through her aptitude. Your aptitude reassures the man that his woman is smart enough to hold him down if necessary. Your aptitude is a natural ability to do something. It's, you know, it's a natural ability to do something. It is also your capacity to learn to do something new. Uh, in archaic terms, your aptitude, listen to this very carefully, speaks of suitability or fitness. When, when I married Lisa, I did not marry Lisa for that level. I did not marry Lisa because she was a, such a beautiful woman. I did not marry Lisa because I was attracted to her like that. I was, but you know why I married Lisa? I married Lisa because all of the stuff I just mentioned was capped off with, I knew she had the, the aptitude to fit into my preferred future. I knew where I was, I knew where my vision had me going. So I, I was attracted to her mind. Come on now. The conversations we were able to have, the depth that she was able to go, to even give me insight relative to things that I planned on doing with my own life Proverbs 31 and 11 says, speaking of the, the husband of that uh, virtuous woman, it says, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. He knows that he has a partner in reigning. You gotta, when your man is trying to have conversations, be able to expand on his dreams and his interests. Don't have your man pouring his heart out relative to his vision and you have you have you have nothing to say. You just sitting there popping gum looking. Come on now. You mean to tell me he got to go out into he got to go to the workplace to get conversation about his vision? He got to go go have some other woman tell him, I, I would try this, I would try that. And you sitting at home, you have nothing to say. So when you start talking about aptitude, learn his life, learn his business. Reserve space to help as much as he, he will allow you or desires you to. Doesn't mean you don't do your own thing. Do your own thing. But you have to also understand that your man, you are your man's partner. Why did God create Eve as a helpmeet to help the brother? Research what, what you know your man is tied up in and offer solutions for problems. Communicate your aptitude to impact his future positively. Now, number four, um, high-value women communicate with high-value men uh, in this wise. High-value women constantly motivate their men. 
Why is that? Because you know you have the cream of the crop. You have those, you know, those one percenters, those that's, that, that are really going to go out there and get it. You know what I mean? And they're not always necessarily one percenters in a financial sense. But in terms of ambition and vision and goals, you know, they're part of that, 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 that minute number that, that are really leaders and masculine men. And they need their motivation um, fueled by their, their woman. Their motivation is anchored within themselves in their glimpse of their preferred future, but their woman fuels their, their motivation. If a woman knows how to talk to her man, she can turn, she can turn a man from Clark Kent, the little nerdy, eyeglass-wearing newspaper guy, into Superman. Because a man's, a man is made to feel his confidence through the language of his woman. You can tell your man, babe, you can do this. I'm, I've been watching you. I know you can do this. You're a king. And I, I, I married you because you're a king. You know, I have you in my life. I want to marry you because you're a king. I know it. And soon the whole wide world is going to know it. As a queen, you got to know how to talk to a king. Just like queens ask questions that only kings can answer, <laughs> queens only have the language. It takes a queen to have the language that motivates a king. If you go to 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 6 and 7, it says something powerful there, and it's in reference to... Um, a king and a queen communicating. Sheba communicating with King Solomon. She had heard all of this stuff about Solomon. And so she decided she was going to go find out if this stuff was real for herself. So she went to Solomon to ask him hard questions. And he answered everything she asked him. And when he got through, you know, with all of his demonstration of wisdom and wealth, her mind was so blown, the Bible says there was no more spirit in her. Some interpret that as she fainted. This brother had it going on so much, she fainted. She was a queen, had it going on on her own level, but she met this king that, that brought it to a whole different dimension. But listen to how she talks to him in 1 Kings 10, 6, and 7. And she said to the king, it was a true report that I heard in my own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit, I believed not the words until I came. Now that's something queens verify. I just wanted to say that. She didn't believe the hype. She went to verify. Howbeit I believed not the words until I came and mine eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. But notice how she honestly, earnestly, and sincerely spoke to this man's soul. She understood as a queen that kings have what big egos not in the not in the the toxic sense but every man every ambitious visionary leader of a man has an ego and his his woman should be the one to feel that ego from time to time your words should motivate him your your words should stimulate him because remember everything he's doing he's doing to impress you Again, I must say, we're not talking about random men. We're talking about kings and more specifically, the one you have. 
or the one that God is getting ready to send to you because a lot of women have lost a lot of great men because you've missed this kind of basic wisdom in terms of managing relationships with healthy men. Number five and finally, and I'm out of here. And this is a very important, you, you've probably never heard this before, most of you. Some of you have heard it before, maybe in other terms. In communicating with your man, high value man, there will be times that you will communicate through your silence. And I call it sincere silence because there's another silence that is basically passive aggressive behavior that's designed to manage and manipulate. But this is sincere silence. And when is this necessary? This is when the two of you don't see eye to eye on something. And you're not necessarily arguing, but you, you have different opinions on a thing. And you as a, as a woman standing in your feminine, you allow him to stand in his masculine and you support him standing in his masculine. And so you don't see eye to eye on the thing. So you as his woman, you then say, okay. And you back into sincere silence. You say, okay, but you know, you pray about that and you leave it alone. What happens is you make him think deeply about what he's doing or about what he's saying. If a man is in a mode where he's unreasonable or difficult, a woman can get through to him much easier if she exercises sincere silence. State your position calmly and respectfully. Let him know where you stand, what you believe, and then let him, let him, let him sit with that. Um, the Bible says in Proverbs 15, 1 and 2, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. What happens when you, when you back off of the thing and you, you communicate with or through sincere silence, what happens is you allow him to go deeper into his thought so that he has to really think this thing through because now he's not, you know, trying to defend his masculinity or his manhood against his woman. You've already taken the feminine posture and you said, okay, you pray about that. You know, are we going out to eat? What's going to move on to something else and let him sit with that. But the second thing uh, that makes it so powerful is that, um, you allow God, the Spirit of God, to speak to him. You know, this sincere silence thing is something that Lisa has practiced with me all of our marriage. You know, though she's a very um, um, assertive woman, uh, she doesn't come, she doesn't, she doesn't deal with me aggressively. So if there's something where we don't see eye to eye on, she'll fall back into her feminine and she'll let me take the masculine role. And once she backs out of it with that sincere silence and she just lets me have it and think about it, I go to thinking and then the spirit of God go to talking to me. And then you look around, I'm coming back to her saying, babe, you know, I think you might've been right about that. It happened, it's happened over and over and over and over again. Fact about it, that's how we got married. I said to her, I don't think, I, I don't, I don't wanna be married. I'm, I'm not marrying anybody. So you need to move on with your life. She went, 
not ghost. She went silent. She just left. Next thing I know, she's moved on with her life. And it was it was her allowing me to have that time that I was able to really hear God and get my get my thoughts together. And I realized I just let my wife go. And so I went back and I got my woman. You don't need to go, you know, blow for blow, tat for tat, word for word with your man. Fall back into your feminine and let him have that. And he'll he'll more than likely he'll come to himself. Now, of course, it's, it's, we're not talking about anything that's life threatening or endangering the the family and all of that kind of thing. I'm just talking about the, the kind of everyday stuff we kind of get hung up on because we have our own positions and our own opinions. And now you you know, you you clashing with your man over something that really when you look at it, it boils down to being irrelevant. Let him have it. And you know what happens is when you practice that sincere silence and he he learns to go back into his himself and think about that thing and God speaks to his heart. And he comes back and he says, or maybe he doesn't say, I think you're right, but you look at him and he's going in the direction you said y'all should go in. You know what's going on? What's happening is you're teaching him how valuable of a partner you are in terms of making decisions. So, it, it, you know, the tension of, of you know, him um, wanting to enforce his his uh, masculinity that becomes less and less and less because you've proven to him over and over again that you're gonna let him have the masculine role you're gonna fall back into your feminine and just pray but going back and forth with a man is unproductive it creates the fight or flight reaction and a high value woman's silence makes him own his energy and his choices so these are just some things that I <clears throat> thought to share with you tonight, and I hope that um, this really ministers to you. Father, I thank you to, tonight, today, whenever they may be watching this. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, God, let this wisdom plant in their hearts, and God, I speak over their relationships, and I call their relationships to prosper. In Jesus' name, those that are yet waiting on their kings or their queens, God, give them the patience to wait for you because certainly they are on their way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Now look, don't forget to go by rcblakes.com, sign up for our mailing list, check out all of my online programs there, uh, go to Amazon. Pick up any or all of my books. Those of you that need counseling, the link in the, in the description for BetterHelp Counseling is the counseling agency that we deal with since I'm not a counselor. We have a partnership with BetterHelp. And um, if you use the link in the description, they will give you 10% off of the cost of their counseling and in turn make a deposit into R.C. Blake's ministries for our recommending them. For the referral. So I love you and I want to thank all of you that so into um, the ministry, so into Lisa and I. We love you so much and we thank God for you and we never ever ever take you for granted. We thank God for you. And so, you know, as, as I always say to you, um, you're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. So on behalf of Lisa and I, I say to you once again, we will see you 
at the top. God bless you. Until next time, have a great one now.